play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Indeed it is. This is episode 135. Technically, it's like episode, our 230th episode as a podcast. Really? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. One of these days, there'll be one that's like, hey, we need to celebrate that. So like episode 272 will come up and we'll we'll celebrate. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just celebrate a random number. Yes. And just make it important. Uh, speaking of important, a lot of great new and upcoming things have come out in the punk world. Uh, we're going to get over this list because it's a big list again. We went to, from a big list to kind of a smaller list. Back, We're back hot and heavy. A lot of good punk stuff. Uh, we're going to start with January 10th. A lot of good stuff came out then. Beach Slang came out with the Dead Beat Bang of Heartbreak City. Uh, Loma Prieta came out with Continuum and the backside is Fate. That was the 10th. Duck and Cover with two shots. Haste with Anomi. Cutthroat LA with Reflect, and that's Reflect with the K. Blowout with No Beer, No Dad, Redux. Faux Replica with Wolves Wear Ball Gowns. And Fight the Future with the Tombs EP. That's all on the 10th. Uh, on the 11th, Off Grid with Gre Mentale. Guere. There we go. See? Yeah. <laughs> you got it. Uh, Sick Pose with Mob Action. On the 13th, Howardian or Howardian with Rock Candy Single, Knockout with Rock and Roll Skinhead. The Beaters Band with the Love Songs EP came out on the 15th. Kong Kong with Raw and Primitive EP on the 16th. See some of the stuff we've already played. That Kong Kong was awesome. Uh, we probably should be playing some Fight the Future. Yeah, we played those guys. We did. Played, yeah, that's right. That yeah, was, we played some uh, Haste last time. Yes, and we've or, also not played last time, Haste. A couple times ago. I think, like, yeah, about three episodes ago was Haste. I think it was last episode was Fight the Future. Yeah, it was the last episode because the EP came out that same week. Right. <laughs> and we had a, another new song fill in the slot. So yes, we just bumped them down to the uh, lesser known category. <laughs> right. Uh, Duck and Cover going to be playing that before too long. Uh, I've heard... The, the blowout, that was good. Sick pose with mob action. Just heard one of the songs today. I really like it. They're from Australia. Knockout, that was good. That's just the first part of the list, though. So Television Supervision came out with Waldo on the 17th. Anti-Flag with 2020 Vision on the 17th. What's Your Damage with the self-titled What's Your Damage. If you're fans of Two Minute Minor, different singer. It's a female singer, but pretty much everybody else it's are, are from Two Minute Minor. All right. So check that out. The Drowns with Under Tension. That is a good record. Uh, The World Inferno Friendship Society with All Borders Are Porous to Cats. January 17th as well. I was listening to that earlier today. Uh, I've got a copy of that for you right there. And it's a mix of like folk punk, maybe gypsy punk some ska sound in there Hmm. there's a whole lot going on and some of those songs i really enjoyed so i would definitely recommend just checking that out uh dead broke records put out a compilation called year of the pig which is a 2019 sampler of dead broke records that came out on the 17th raid with this is a riot 
That came out on, I think, technically the 17th, but they did their album release show on the 18th on Saturday. You went yes. to that. Yes, I did. I went to that. It was one of the most explosive sets I've been to in a long time. That's awesome. <laughs> well, we're going to get to that more in a moment. The Raging Nathans put out a split with The Dead Bars on the 19th. Big Sad put out a, the Sworn to Protect single on the 19th. Both of those are Rad Girlfriend record releases. Band-Aid Brigade with I'm Separate on the 21st. That is today. And I know you're a fan of Pears, right? Do you know who this band is, Band-Aid Brigade? No, I'm not aware of their... I'm not aware of their existence, but I did see uh, something regarding their album on Facebook today. Excellent. So. <laughs> because of the pairs, right? So uh, if you're fans of pairs, well, Zach Quinn and then also Brian Wallstrom of Scorpios and Gods of Mount Olympus did this band together, the Band-Aid Brigade. Really? Yes. So it's a super group of sorts. Of sorts, indeed. And so if you're a fan of either of those guys or both of those guys or those groups... This is definitely one you should also check out. That's Band-Aid Brigade. Came out today. It's called I'm Separate. Then American Television is coming out on Friday with Watch It Burn. The 20, that's the 24th. Kings Never Die with Raise a Glass EP on the 24th. Gulag Beach with Sarazin Diat. Still the 24th. Dead Friends with High Waisted Jeans on the 24th. The Tough Actin' Tenactins with Event Horizon EP is slated for January 24th, but I think it's already out. Go to the Bandcamp page. It's a EP. It's a two-track single. We've had Tough Actin' Tenactins, Darren of the Tough Actin' Tenactins on the show. <laughs> it's been a year, over a year, but go back, check out that episode, but check out this band. They're cool out of Chicago. The Rats with After the Blackout came out, uh, are coming out on the 25th. Twin Pigs is coming out with Chaos Baby on the 31st. Red Light Rebels with Rewind Erase EP on the 31st. We talked about this last week. The Dropkick Murphys are coming out with Smash It Up single. Yes, it's we just did. just said end of January. So by the end of this month, that should be available, and they've, they've already filmed a music video for it, so yep. that should probably get released anytime, too. I've been watching them uh, tease the release on their uh, Facebook and Instagram, but I have not seen any release dates yet. So, yep, all I've seen is uh, by the end of the month. Yep. So, we'll see. Well, the end of the month is in 10 days. So, it's going to some hopefully hopefully like next week, maybe? Right? Maybe. <laughs> well, the last two both came out on February 1st or will come out on February 1st. Backbreakers putting out the Backbreaker EP and Punka with Ever Get the Feeling You've Been Cheated. In today's day and age, every day. <laughs> <laughs> so, a lot, a lot. So much. I, holy shit. What are you looking forward to on that list? What have you already heard, or what is something you're for sure checking out? Well, what I've already heard was uh, some of the ones we mentioned earlier, the ones that we played, Heist, or, I'm sorry, Haste, Kong Kong, and uh, uh, what was the other one? Fight the Future. Yeah, so those ones I'm, those ones I'm stoked on their releases. I'm glad that I've, a lot of people are listening to them now. Right. And... Also, I listened to the Raid, This is a Riot EP. I listened to that in its entirety uh, this morning. And, yeah, it didn't take long. It's only <laughs> about eight minutes long, maybe six tracks, I think. And I'm looking at it full. right now because the only place I was able to find it where you pointed it out to me because I looked around for it. So I'm sure uh, minus getting a CD copy from the band, right? You're yeah. probably only going to find it currently on Spotify, so go check them out on Spotify. And if you're like me, I found the band because they have a Bandcamp page too, 
And on Spotify, it had those same releases. It was a single, mm-hmm. I believe, plus another, I think it was an EP. Different. Even though it's the same band, they have a different Spotify account now, right? Yeah. They are going to be deleting their old one and putting all the stuff on their new one. Gotcha. So make sure you look, when you look for Raid, you look for Raid, This Is A Riot, and then you'll find the EP. Yes. And speaking of that, let's jump into some new music. Yep. That's the band we're going to do. That's who you've picked. Talk about it. Yep, I chose Raid's Follow the Money, the song from their new EP. Now, Follow the Money is a song that hits pretty close to home to a lot of people. It is about the church, but more importantly, how the church has been hoarding money. Millions of dollars that they keep to themselves instead of doing the, you know, the humanitarian thing of putting it back and helping people who need it most. Right. You know. But they're not exactly practiced in what they're preaching. So these kids in Raid, and I am saying kids because they are young as fuck. <laughs> I've known Raid since they were in high school, like 16, 17-year-old kids. And now they're, they're getting pretty close to drinking age. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they are. But yeah, they saw the, saw the injustices in their own city. And they just wanted to write this fast and raging music behind it the music itself is your meat and potatoes early hardcore punk you know it's in that same vein as like early descendants and black flag and circle jerks even a bit of dead kennedys because their guitar has a lot of a goofy kind of western uh twang in it and a couple of songs and also um a bit of that surf rock aesthetic as well it also helps that the guitar they play is a vintage looking one pretty fuzzy (laughs) yeah But yeah, I will shut up and let the music speak for itself. This is Raid, Follow the Money, on their new EP.
Yep, a lot of uh, a lot of sloganeering in that song. Definitely a lot of uh, opinions that are worn on their sleeves, much as like uh, a lot of those their influencers have done. And I appreciate them for that because in this day and age, you have to be blunt. <laughs> Indeed, you do. Yeah. But yeah, I really love Raid. They're really progressing. They are maturing both in uh, actual age and how their music is. And they've really come a long way from just being that band that we made fun of for being Salt Lake's Black Flag. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right down to naming their uh, band after a roach spray. Nice. <laughs> and it also didn't help that all they did when they played a show was like Black Flag covers. <laughs> Yeah. But that's how you get started. You know, you get started playing the music that you love, and then you find out, oh, hey, I can actually write my own stuff. And the stuff that they are writing is really good. I like it a lot. They did a good job. And if you want to check more of it out, you can get to their other stuff on the Bandcamp page. Just look up Raid, R-A-D-E. Mm -hmm. They're from Salt Lake City. And that was just released. If you didn't catch that at the beginning of the show, they were one of those ones, right? Yep. Released on the 17th. Yep, just a few Album days ago. release show on the 18th. Just came out, so definitely check them out. It's fresh. <laughs> uh, I'm going to play a band from Portland, Oregon. I play every time something new comes out from Death Ridge Boys. I always play it because I love this band. I've had Will on the show. Definitely go back and check that episode out. Uh, he's released a split with Savage Beat over the summer and then a uh, single with the backside back in, I think, September, and then this single as well with the backside. And Working is the backside. We're going to play the front side here. It's called Don't Let Them Divide Us. He released it. Will and the boys from Death Ridge Boys released it November 30th. And I am going to play it straight from the vinyl. Pretty sweet-looking vinyl, right, Eric? Yep. Looks nice. Got a, got a uh, tint of purple, kind of grayish. <laughs> it's a clear. It's pretty sweet. Maybe it's because it's resting on your turntable. It's got that darker edge to it. <laughs>
Yes, Death Ridge Boys. That is a fun song. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, everything about that was just pleasant. <laughs> I love Death Ridge Boys. Love, love that band. Love Wills. Definitely one of my favorite bands, especially newer bands, but just favorite bands I've been listening to over the last little bit. Uh, right Side of History, that was their album when it came out in eight, episode 86. It was almost a year ago. Wow. <laughs> it was uh, February 13th. That's when we posted that episode. So if you want to go back and check out some more stuff, I, like I said, I've played stuff off of The Split. I've played uh, you know, stuff off of Right Side of History and the other single and then this single. And then you can check out the other track, Working. It's a great band. Next up, though, let's do some City Saints. Really cool band. It's definitely one of my favorite bands out of Sweden. And obviously, I listen to a lot of bands out of the U.S. I listen to a lot of bands out of the U.K. and a lot of bands out of Germany. But a couple other places on that list where it's, I listen to a shit ton of music from, Netherlands and Sweden. And Sweden, man, they are on that list. A lot of wonderful bands. City Saints are up there at the top. They're from Gothenburg. Gutenberg. Yes. Gothenburg. Gutenberg. Yes. Or if you're from the States, we say Gothenburg. Gothenburg, exactly. <laughs> but I, th- I think they say Gothenburg. Gothenburg. Probably. Uh, anyway, you can check them out on Sunny Bastard Records, Spirit of the Street Records, Rebel Sound Records, Steel Town Records. Earlier in, well, about a year ago, in March of 2019, they released Pa Svenska, so a full-length album, but that translates from Swedish to in Swedish. <laughs> so, you know, if you're familiar with the City Saints, they sing in English, but on that particular record, they sang all their songs in Swedish for the first time. Really? Yes. And then they released a series of singles back around December 12th, which is when this track, Guns of Gothenburg, this one's in English, but they released Kids of the Street as well and Pasadig. Pasadig is in Swedish, so they released those three singles. They had a busy 2019. I really like this band, and enough of me talking about them. Let's start listening to them. Let's start listening to them. This is Gones of Gothenburg single. I don't know if they're releasing those three. Just staying as singles, individual singles, or if that's off an upcoming album. Not sure. We will see. Down in our 
the drums on how the last probably 25 seconds goes how it wraps yeah. up the song yeah i love that uh and i love those little last uh, little beats there right it makes it feel like a gun is shooting like boom 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 yeah. boom <laughs> so what'd you think of death ridge boys and city saints well death ridge boys i really liked that uh yeah i really loved that kind of a uh, laid back sound <laughs> that's like uh i don't know the melodic yet gruff Right. That you hear in a lot of those uh, oi bands with a bit more of a uh, Bova Rock aesthetic to them. Sure. And, uh, yeah, City Saints, uh, that was a fun one. There was a lot of uh, a lot of little intricacies that I really liked in there, like the guitar parts in the chorus, uh, descending uh, chromatic melodies, like nee 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 Right? I thought it was cool, too. Yeah, just little things like that give... Just give that song an extra push to make it stick out in your head. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I yes. mean the song itself was pretty was pretty catchy. The chorus itself was, uh, it, yeah, just rallied everybody. Right. <laughs> so it, and again, one of those songs that makes you want to sing along in the very end. Absolutely, you're singing. It's one of those. That's how you can tell. I say that all the time. You can tell you wrote a good song when people are singing with you the first time they've heard it. Yes. Right, very catchy one, and they're not doing it out of uh, I don't know what's the word, <laughs> not doing it because they're like compelled to. Right, it's like uh, it's scientifically formulated to sound catchy. <laughs> exactly. So, you, so it gets stuck in your head no matter what. No, this is because it's uh, you know, they wrote it and it was good. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's do some lesser known tracks. Uh, these are both a little older. Both of ours are. And probably a little lesser known, so yours first. Yeah, a little bit. I won't say this band's a lesser known, as in they are one of Salt Lake's biggest metal core exports. Cool. And that band is Cult Leader. Maybe you heard of them, maybe you haven't. But They do have a recent release, yeah. too. Yes, they. well, recent as in the fact that it came out like 2018. It was 18, okay. I thought yeah. it was 19, but okay. Still, it's not as old as this one. They've had a few things since this one. Yes. So Cult Leader, I mean, they start... The original members were in a band called Gaza, and then they then that band fragmented, and then the remaining members came together and formed a new band called Cult Leader. This was around 2013, 2014. And in 2014, they released their first EP, Nothing For Us Here. And I remember hearing Cult Leader for the first time. I was walking downtown uh, where the heavy metal shop is, and across the street, there used to be a venue called The Shred Shed. 
And I was just downtown with some friends. We were skateboarding, and we heard this this rumbling sound coming from inside the shred shed. And we just kind of stood outside, and we watched their singer Anthony Lucero uh, get up on the PA <laughs> the PA stacks with a mic held up to his mouth, and he was just yelling. And it was this this guttural sound that I hadn't heard in any band before, at least not of this style, which is, you know, kind of that uh, that 90s era metallic hardcore veering towards the metalcore sound. And it's just unforgivably grim. And I was like, who the fuck are these guys? This sounds like Satan incarnate. <laughs> On their band camp, they've tagged themselves, as far as their sounds go, as hardcore metal progressive crust yep i remember seeing progressive crust <laughs> going up i was like yeah that makes sense because they appealed to a lot of that uh that grindcore scene that crust uh that crust punk scene uh and a lot of the early stuff especially on this one is got that aesthetic to it it feels like grindcore that was made from the uh, that was made coming up from the gutter uh but as they got as they got bigger and they progressed they kind of uh, honed their sound and started taking a bit more from like uh death metal and old school metal as well. Uh, but for me, while I do love A Patient Man, one of my favorite albums of all time, I still can't put it above their first release here, uh, Nothing For Us Here. Now, and this song is one of the reasons why. The song that I chose is Mongrel. And it's slow. It's brooding. It's just got this, uh, it's just got this open note riff with a little... Uh, uh, with a little tail at the end of it, and it just carries throughout the entire song, and it's just a banger. You know, you just bang your head to it. It's not as chaotic or as fast as their other tracks, and I think that's why it makes it stand out. So let's listen to Mongrel by Cult Leader. <laughs>
Yes. Yep, that was cult leader. Nothing for us here is probably their more, most raw and probably more most punk album that they got out there. Nice. So give that a listen if you haven't. And if, you, and if you're leaning into a bit more of the metal side, listen to some of their later stuff. I have not heard anything that I hate from Cult Leader. Excellent. Uh, we, I looked that up. In not, I didn't doubt you, but I wanted to give you the exact date. So November 18th. That's their newest release. Sorry. I even have that shit wrong. November 9th of 2018, <laughs> not November 18th. So it's just over a year old, still pretty new. Yep. It'll be, it'll be two this year. Nice. Yep. Uh, good, good band right there, and uh, definitely check them out. Another band out of Salt Lake City. That's two on this episode. Indeed. Indeed it is. Two very different sounding bands, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to play the band from Los Angeles called Benny's Forgotten Garden. Have you heard of Benny's Forgotten Garden? No, I must have forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't, uh, but he reached out, you know, one of the... There's a lot of people that will reach out and like, hey, we check this out. Hey, if you wouldn't mind, review it, put it on the show, whatever. We get those. And uh, Benny's Forgotten Garden is one of those. And I liked it. I thought it, it's interesting. It's definitely a different style of punk, which I'll play here in a moment. Couldn't find an album, but the band's been a band for over 10 years. They actually just played a show, I don't think too long ago, maybe it was in the fall. So they're, they're still, I don't know if they've had breaks here or there. I don't know a lot about them. But they do have a Facebook page, so there is some information there. But they released this song. Back in 2013, it's called Looks Like a Geek. They have a music video for it, so go look up Benny's Forgotten Garden with Looks Like a Geek, and you'll be able to see you know, a lot of 80s and maybe, yeah, there's even some 90s, I think, references to various geeks like Revenge of the Nerds. Like It has you know, still shots or, or, or parts of movies from them and uh, Urkel from Family Matters right. and, and various <laughs> other people that you associate as nerd or geek or whatever. And I thought it was a cool video, and uh, this is something a little different. This is Benny's Forgotten Garden with Looks Like a Geek. Do I 
Looks like a geek from Benny's Forgotten Garden. Uh, Self-described, the band is Wacky Post Punk. Wacky is right. This sounded <laughs> like if uh, Jella Biafra fronted uh, the Mothers of Invention. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking there, there's a lot of 80s punk sound kind of mixed with 80s new wave-ish kind of sound like those bands that were somewhere between because I think new wave and punk are really they're very they're, they're cousins oh, yeah. you know they're not distant cousins they're cousins right? oh yeah definitely in the definitely from the same bloodline yes. I'll say that and I think that you'll get a, the, the 80s punk just like you have there where you know Dead Kennedys kind of sound but uh, or at least Gentle Biafra uh, with like a little Devo or yeah. a little um, yeah. B-52s or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it reminds me of the early days of New Wave when it was still, when it was still like not exactly broken free from their uh, punk roots. So there was still a lot of uh, rawness in there. Right. But there was a lot of goofiness in there as well. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, Devo did come up on my, on my radar when I was listening to this. And, but yeah, the music itself was just so out there it sounded so so not punk that it almost was <laughs> you know the scene and you know it's not the same music per se but in, in revenge of the nerds where the they have their fair and they perform their song right yeah exactly you know this isn't the same kind of music but it, it's the same feeling to me like especially after watching the music video the first time i heard it i saw the music video then i've heard this and i've also seen the music video probably two other times too yeah. so definitely go check out the music video i think what they did goes you know it really tells the story of the song yeah yeah i'll definitely check that out i gotta see what visuals they put to <laughs> this music <laughs> this was yeah it was bizarre and i love bizarre stuff so but again I love it after I get settled into it. Right. Because <laughs> if I'm not taken aback by it, then obviously it's not bizarre. So there you go. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about, we're going to talk about a touring band or bands. Uh, we're going to play one band, but we're going to talk about the, it's called The Ska Parade. It's the 30th anniversary tour. So the Ska Parade is going to make its way through Salt Lake City on January 31st. And when it's in Salt Lake City, uh, it's going to be at the Beehive. Uh, on the 31st, starting at 6, or at least that's when doors open. So if you're here in Salt Lake City, that's when you can catch the 30th anniversary tour of the Ska Parade. And it's going to feature Los Kung Fu Monkeys from Tijuana, Monkey from San Francisco, the Holophonics from Denton, Texas, Hans Gruber and the Diehards from Austin, Texas, Joker's Republic from New Jersey. So that is some Ska from all over the place. There's going to be DJ's... What is that? Junior Ska Boss and Selecta Scream and that MC Tazy Phillips. I don't, I'm not really into the DJs and the MCs and all that kind of shit in any scene. So I have no idea who they are. I don't mm -hmm. know if other people do, but if you do, great. There's that. And then local openers at the Salt Lake show are going to be the Gringos and the Anchorage. And plus, they're going to be showing clips from Pick It Up, the Ska. Uh, documentary from the ska scene of the 90s. So Pick It mm. Up just came out. I think you can watch it on Amazon. You could buy it from Amazon, too, on DVD, Blu-ray, and all that stuff. Uh, they did, like, a crowdfunding thing, like, a year ago, and it's out. You can get it. If you're into ska music, uh, go check out the Ska Parade. It's going to be... It's, it actually just started... What are we on? The 21st? 
So the dates started on the 17th, and it started in Seattle. The 18th was Portland. The 19th is Berkeley's. The 20th, so last night they played in Sacramento. Tonight they're playing in San Francisco. Tomorrow the 22nd is going to be in Fresno. The 23rd is Morro Bay in California. The 24th is Anaheim. The 25th is Scottsdale, Arizona. The 26th is Albuquerque, New Mexico. The 28th, Fort Collins, Colorado. The 30th, so they are taking a day off there, a couple days. Uh, those are some long drives. Uh, they'll be the 30th, they'll be in Denver. And then the 31st here in Salt Lake City. And then they wrap it up on February 1st at Backyard Bar and Billiards in Vegas. So... What is that? About ten over a little over ten shows. About two weeks worth there of time. The seventeenth yeah. through the first. So check out this, and we're gonna play Hans Gruber and the Diehards. Love the band name. And, you know, for any of you that don't know, it's fucking <laughs> Hans Gruber. He's the 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 villain in the first Die Hard movie. Yep, the one and only Alan Rickman played him. Yes, <laughs> it's one of his. Uh... Uh, defining roles, as Absolutely. it were. <laughs> so Hans Gruber and the Diehards came out with Hans Gruber and the Diehards 2. It's their second album. They came out with it August 9th of 2019. Again, they're from Austin, Texas. And we are going to play the Ballad of Burrow the Man. That's some hyphy, chaotic ska. (laughs) (laughs) The Ballad of Burrow the Man, that's Hans Gruber. And the diehards, you can check them out on Ska Parade. We gave you all the dates. If it's coming through your town, you should go check it out. When are you going to get to see that many 
ska bands all at one time. If you're into ska music, that's for you. Indeed. All right. <laughs> if so you don't get too bored by it. <laughs> right. Uh, before we move on to some great covered cover albums, let's talk about some concerts and shows. So you just did a show a week ago. We I talked did. about it that you had to get going to the show. It was snowy, but I think it probably eased up a little bit. Tell us about the show you did. Yeah, the show we did, it was a fun one. It was a pretty decent turnout, being that it was the middle of the week. It was a Tuesday. Um, oh, excuse me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we played to, a, played to a pretty decent crowd. Again, not as uh, crazy as the, uh, the time we played before that in October. That was our craziest show to date. Uh, this would... All the little kids, I mean... They're teenagers, but they always go crazy. <laughs> and they were moving the entire night from start to finish. Um, the other bands themselves, we had uh, uh, Static Death. And those guys are nuts. They always put on a good show. Their singer, he's always bashing the mic into his uh, forehead. Uh, <laughs> he, had, he has marks left there from previous <laughs> blows. And yet that night was no different. He was banging it on his head. He was getting down and moshing with people. And yeah, then Gag Order came on, did a very decent set. I really enjoy Gag Order. I love how uh, Ronnie, their singer, she is this uh, pint-sized little chick, you know, with uh, a ton of piercings, ton of... uh, uh, a ton of spikes in her jacket, but you look like she, if you blow, she'll fall over. And she just belts out these growls that wow. <laughs> just come from like the bottom of her feet, pretty much. And just every, it's, everyone's taken aback by it. They're like, wow, I, didn't, I don't remember them being that low. So <laughs> her vocal range is getting, a, getting pretty deeper. And I like that. I enjoy it a lot. Uh, Disowned, they were fucking phenomenal. They. We're late to the show. They had, uh, you know, they had to drive through the snow coming uh, from Vegas, and also coming from Vegas, they forgot about the time difference. The fact that they are an hour behind, we're an hour ahead. Right. So they're like, "Oh, all of a sudden it's uh, seven o'clock, and we're halfway to Utah." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they didn't arrive in Salt Lake until around eight eight thirty, and as soon as they got there, it was like, "Okay, set up, let's get going." Awesome. But. They still put on a great set. They were a lot of fun to watch live. And the alternating vocals between uh, uh, the bassist, who also sings, and the actual lead singer. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun, cool. grimy, thrash, D-beat, spiky jacket punk. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, and the other show, I mentioned this earlier at the top of the show, which was the Raid EP release show. They did a release for This Is A Riot. They played with All Systems Fail, they played with Mandalore and the Avenues. And I got there after the Avenues had finished playing, and I was bummed because I really love the Avenues, and they have been pretty sparse in playing shows lately. And, yeah, I'm pretty bummed that I missed that one because I don't know when I'm going to see him again. <laughs> <laughs> but I did see Mandalore. They put on their most theatrical show ever. They had this... Uh, they set up their gear, then they walked off uh, the floor because everyone played on the floor that night. And then they uh, had this m- this war march <laughs> song playing over the PA. They kind of signaled their arrival. And they all walked in. They're all wearing bandanas, which were custom-made as, like, Mandalore bandanas. Wow. <laughs> and then as soon as their opening song, Alderaan's Revenge, started, they had this giant inflatable Death Star 
from Star Wars flying out on the crowd and just <laughs> everyone sort of batting it around like a volleyball. That's awesome. Yeah, and if you know Star Wars, the first Star Wars movie, the Death Star destroyed the planet Alderaan, hence the song Alderaan's Revenge. Right. <laughs> you know? So yeah, that that was a great show, complete with mic grabs and uh, you know slam dancing the whole nine yards. All systems fail. Also a fucking great great performance. They've been doing it for twenty years, and they still bring the same ferocity and intensity to their set and. Uh, their bassist, uh, Travis, he actually pointed out how much he really loved the band's Raid and Mandalore and that even and that they've been around for such a long time. They've seen bands come and go, and you know they're just so happy that good bands are still forming to this day and that they get to play with them. That's awesome. Yeah. And, of course, the band of the night, Raid, killer set, just a, you know four fucking <laughs> kids who just have so much vibrancy and intensity behind their performance. And just a rawness and an honesty to it. I mean, even though the music is like, oh, yeah, I've, I've heard this before. But you know that they love doing this. That's awesome. And That's cool. Yeah, I got, I got nothing but good things to say about that show. It's been a long time since I was at the Beehive, especially for a show because, you know, we're coming out of the dry spell of performance in Salt Lake City. But bands are starting to come through again. Shows are starting to get booked again. And that wasn't a bad way to start off the year. Yeah, we've had a, a little bit of a, a slow. There's been a lot of shows within the past probably two months. We didn't do anything about touring bands because there wasn't anything, at least on my <laughs> radar and or your radar, that were coming through the, that we wanted to mention. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Disowned was the first one that came through this year. Right. Yeah, at least... Uh, at least yeah, again, on my radar. Right. <laughs> yeah. Also, another thing, I did a uh, bit of a write-up on that show at the Beehive. Uh, it goes in conjunction with uh, my friend Landon Hale, who takes photos. And he took a lot of photos at the, uh, at the This is a Riot release show, and they are fucking amazing. That's cool. <laughs> I mean, he's right there holding his camera out into the pit, stamping a picture, coming back in before it flies out <laughs> so and you can see all that on sagansyouth.com follow me on instagram my link is in that bio that's awesome check that out and let's do some uh, great cover to cover albums so uh, I, I know you just yes. told me all about that but i expect you to keep talking so go ahead <laughs> <laughs> all right so how to properly introduce uh this band who am i d r i i'm wearing this sweater yes right you now. are I'm i can verify this yep I'm wearing my DRI hoodie that I made myself out of old T-shirts and patches. <laughs> yeah, DRI, one of my most favorite uh, punk slash hardcore bands slash thrash bands because they work on all fronts. They were one of the first bands in the 80s to bring hardcore and thrash metal together. Yeah, over on the East Coast, you had like Nuclear Assault and you had Stormtroopers of Death and the Chromags. Over on the West Coast, you had Suicidal Tendencies. Uh, down in Southern California, but up in the Bay Area, you had DRI. I should note they are not from the Bay Area. They are from Texas. They are from Houston, but they relocated in the mid-'80s to San Francisco, and San Francisco in the 80s had a vibrant thrash scene going on, including bands like Violence and Exodus. So basically DRI just absorbed that culture. Kurt Brett grew his hair long, and they started incorporating some uh, downstroke and thrash stuff. And the first album to uh, to capitalize on that, and one of the first albums that coined the term, was Crossover. 
hence the term. Right. Crossover thrash. <laughs> but then they came out with a, another record in 1989, and this is my favorite DRI record. It is Thrash Zone. <laughs> now, Thrash Zone, it's got a lot of songs on there. Some of them are really fast. Some of them are really slow. Some of them are heavy. Some of them are just, like, punchy. <laughs> but all of them are fucking good. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. And the ones that I chose are, like, my top two. I don't know. They're interchangeable. It depends on what day of the week it is for me. <laughs> but the, one that, uh, the first one that I'm going to do is, like, one of the more punk rock ones. As in, it's like very fast in some elements, and it's also very short. And this is You Say I'm Scum. Blending of two worlds right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your one favorite. You have a, another favorite. What's yeah, that one? Another favorite. This is the song The Trade. And I love this one because of the uh, honesty behind it. Now, uh, back in the 80s, there was, a, uh, there was still a very sp- striking difference between uh, thrash and you know, metal and punk and hardcore. You know, there were two very separate worlds, even when they were like com- combining the two. You could kind of tell which one was more of a punk band, which one was more of a hardcore band, or a metal band. <laughs> um, and one of the things about that was like uh, metal lyrics were often very complex and often dealt with a lot of uh, fantastical and also uh, historical and even... Like you dragons? Know, yeah, a lot of dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen to any given Dio song. You know, you listen to a Judas Priest song and a Maiden song, and it's got, like, all this stuff relating to literature and history, and even, you know, and probably the most notable thing that was the scapegoat was Satanism. Right. (laughs) So many bands love the Satan thing. And then, and one of the things that separated bands like DRI and Suicidal from each other was the fact that their lyrics dealt with things that were very personal. 
and things that were just so blunt and mundane in their life, and they wrote a song about it. And this one, The Trade, is literally a song about DRI, A Day in the Life, on tour. And these guys were grinders. I mean, they lived the DIY aesthetic. Even when they started incorporating more metal stuff in there, it's not like labels were showering them with money and having them play arena tours with Ozzy like they did with Metallica. But, you know, because... And even today, DRI is still very much a very humble band. I mean, the two times that I've seen them, DRI is working the merch booth before he has to go on stage. So... Yep, they still hold on to a lot of their punk roots, even though they got a bit more of a metallic sound. Okay. So, so yeah. That's why I chose The Trade, because it pretty much embodies everything about that whole crossover scene. It's like, even though we are heavier, we are changing our sounds, we haven't forgot our roots. And our roots are not <laughs> a lot to brag about. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this is, the, this is The Trade, my second favorite DRI song from Thrash Zone. <laughs>
Yep, DRA. Dirty rotten imbeciles. Dirty rotten imbeciles. Yeah. I'm a dry heart, as it were. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, DRA is still such a good band. Also, I learned about this album from the most unlikely of sources. It was my vice principal at. Uh, while I was in high school. Wow. Yeah, he was an old school metalhead. He had since cut his hair, you know, bought a tie and started working a day job that happened to be in the educational field. <laughs> and he always saw me wearing metal shirts and he would always like strike up conversations about metal bands with me. And like a couple days before I graduated, he invited me and my friend to his office and he played this album for us. <laughs> He's like, wow. you ever heard of the band DRI? And we're like, heard of, but we never really listened to him. All right. And he put it on for us. That's awesome. Yeah. So really funny. You never know where, where you're going to hear new music from. <laughs> Certainly not your vice principal. Yes. So your DRI. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my album. What is yours? I picked Bastards. It's kind of a, a super group, but it was meant to be a studio project. So the band formed in Gothenburg. Sweden, so another Swedish band, but then I pl- put them together. You're like, I-, I wanted to play. It's all new stuff. Uh, they released the album Drunk on Dreams December 13th. The band formed in 2018, but it was really just a studio project with a bunch of people, mostly from Sweden, various bands there. And the bands include City Saints, Troublemakers, Anti-Simics, Gatans Lag, Attentat, and Tentat? I might be doing that one wrong. A tentat. I think go. that's how it is. Sator, Old Fashioned Ideas, who's been on the show. Thanks, Gus. Uh, the Partisans and Professional Againsters. So a bunch of people, a bunch of bands, put a bunch of music together, and then they kind of add an actual band. And the main players that are regulars, but even though there's a lot of people that kind of help along with the songs, are... Uh, our Arnold Hansen, he's guitar, bass guitar from Troublemakers. Uh, Stefan Johansson, he's vocals from City Saints, who I played earlier in the show. Yes, See how did. I did that? Uh, same show, kind of ties in there. <laughs> Niklas Obro, uh, he's guitar from Gitan's Log and uh, Old Fashioned Ideas. And then Jenny Wu. So let's check out this band. We're going to do two tracks. The first one is called... Wasted Days, again, it's off that album, Drunk on Dreams. These days are wasted, wasted on the youth. Led by fake leaders, messing up the truth they try to tell us. Lies about the past, but they won't last. No, they won't last.
All right, that's the first track from Bastards. Quite a different, yeah, different feel from uh, City Saints. Right? Well, that was Jenny Wu, if you couldn't tell. That was, uh, that's who's singing on that one. Again, it's kind of a conglomeration. I read you who the main players are. But on a lot of these songs, you're going to have a lot of those other people. Uh, at the end of the show, we'll let you know where you can find you know, and more information about the band, but you can just look up Bastards. Uh, it's Bastards with an E-S at the end for you English folks like uh, Eric and I. <laughs> English speaking. Yes. All right. So we're going to go into the last track, the second track for this Drunk on Dreams. It's a really cool album. Again, it's new. It came out just in December, but I really liked it. I, I like a lot of those bands that are involved, a lot of people from those bands that are involved. So it works out. I really like this stuff. So this track right here is called The Streets Belong to Us. what you call punk rock and roll yeah indeed gonna get that early cox bar sound to it as well yeah it's a really good band if you couldn't tell that was stefan from city saints 
he did the vocals in that one. See, that's yes. how dynamic this band is. They just have a lot going on. I don't know the specifics of who played each instrument on each song and so forth, but there's a lot of people that participated in this. Wow. And different vocalists. Uh, as you can tell, I picked two tracks, two different vocalists. Uh, it's cool. You definitely should check it out if you're into that style of music, which I am. And that's why I picked <laughs> it, and I think it's a good good cover to cover album all right let's wrap this show up it's been a long show we've talked about a lot of stuff yeah we did all categories were packed to the brim yes <laughs> uh let's do some metal tracks so what do you have let's see i have the one man industrial doom band author and punisher so i wasn't familiar with this band and i was looking up the information today and just kept showing a picture of one dude's face and i thought mm -hmm. well at least i know i keep finding the right information because it's the <laughs> same face but i thought that's weird why is it just one dude's face yeah but there you go see i didn't know that part yeah what's interesting about this band is that that one man the guy's face you keep seeing is actually a bio not a bio a mechanical engineer okay so he uh so yeah, works with uh, ten billion dollar microscopes all day, and like all this crazy sciencey shit that I can't even, I don't even dare to relay. But <laughs> the point is, he's a mechanical engineer, and he's built his own instruments using uh, digitized effects, and also like a finding a way to harness the sounds that he makes with like basically smashing two pieces of metal together, and like stylizing that and making it sound like a like this very barbaric almost primitive doomy sound so yeah you can see this guy's you can see the little mini documentary that vice did on him just look up vice author and punisher or one man industrial doom metal band <laughs> and he will and he will come up it's very interesting the way he like show he takes you to his lab shows how he builds all of his instruments and how he does his sounds and it's a very unique sound that comes out. I'm excited <laughs> so, to hear it. I didn't get a chance to hear this one today. No, it'll take it'll take you by surprise a little bit. I chose the album Beastland, which came out in 2018 via Relapse Records. And we're going to do the song Ode to Bedlam. A lot of slamming riffs, and you won't believe it, but there's no guitar in here. There is no guitar. <laughs> no, it's all MIDI controllers and just metal. Pretty much. <laughs> well, it's pretty awesome that uh, the guy's created all all of his own instruments. Yeah. How, like, how many bands do you know of that create that? Like, I was just talking about Radiator Rattlers, and they've got a, a few, like, electric banjo and whatever it is. The guy sits down. It's the pirate. The pirate sits down and plays, <laughs> like, a guitar that looks like it's almost like a keyboard, but he's playing it like a guitar. I don't know what that is. But, you know, those are instruments I'm not as familiar with. But I have a feeling that those are not instruments that they created, right? Those are probably something else. Maybe. That is possible. <laughs> but, yeah, that's one way of getting a very unique sound. It's just like, all right, I'm going to build my own shit. <laughs> I wonder how – well, you, you watched the documentary. said where we can find it. So I'm definitely going to have to check it out. And like I said, I'm, I'm pretty intrigued already to figure out, you know, like – what right yeah you don't normally you, you, people that are familiar with tesla the band tesla like all those guys had you know degrees science degrees and stuff and that's why they named the band after nikola tesla but that's not our genre of music that's not what we're talking about but mm -hmm. you don't normally come across that type of a story not that it's people aren't educated or something like that it's just typically they go that route and they're that route and people that do bands go that route and they do that route yep and then, of course, you got people who are working both fronts. 
Right? You know, guys who are... It's really about where you uh, put your passion. I mean, this guy, he... You know, he says he's equally passionate about metal and music as he is about mechanical engineering. And this is just a way that he, like, combines both of, both of those worlds. Because he used to play in bands in, like, high school and college. But when he wanted to do his own thing, he was really better off working on his own. And this was actually kind of a way to get around the whole band thing and just kind of doing a one-man uh, one man project. The only problem is, like, uh, one-man projects often just exist in the studio, and you have to go out and find members to, uh, you know, play live shows, if that's what you want to do, and nine tour inch and nails. whatnot. Yep, like Nine Inch Nails. Also, Toxic Holocaust as well. Joel Grind writes all the music, all the lyrics, and then brings people out to play on tour with him. Awesome. So, But no, this guy, he's just got one setup. He sits inside, uh, <laughs> sits inside like, this... This desk, it looks like it's a mad scientist drum set, pretty much. And he has everything within an arm's reach and knows exactly where he needs to play it. It's almost like you're watching uh, the keyboardist for Rush, who is the, also the bassist. But, <laughs> right. but you know, you just see them surrounded by all these instruments and you wonder how one person is doing it all. Well, let's listen. Yeah. Look, I'm intrigued. So <laughs> let's get it. <laughs>
it definitely had a neat sound. Yeah, I told you. Definitely, definitely firing on all literal cylinders. <laughs> Very <laughs> industrial metal, that is. Yep. It's industrial, and it's doom, and yeah, it just comes from a... It just comes from a different world, it sounds like. Right. That dude's using different instruments, so it better sound different. <laughs> yep. So yeah, author and punisher, he's got a he's got a pretty expansive discography going back to the mid two thousands, but uh but yeah, Beastland, definitely a great album. I would definitely start with that one. I would also check out his uh twenty ten album Drone Machines. That's got a lot of uh crazy harsh sounds on there. That one's a bit more uh, in your face and kind of uh, caustic, whereas this one was a little bit more soundscapey, a little bit more, uh, a, a bit more on the spacey side, while still having that uh, coarseness to it. So, so yeah, pick your poison. But and if you don't like that, there's more he's got. <laughs> awesome, check him out. It's definitely unique. I'm gonna wrap the show up with Texas Hippie Coalition. Some different type of metal there. They've they've yeah. coined their own term of their style of music as being. Red Dirt Metal. I would say that's about right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They came out with the album Peacemaker, August 14th, 2012. They have a lot of other music, so if you like this or if you already know them, check them out. There's a lot out there. They're from Denison, Texas. If you don't know, you'll you'll know when you see them because what's Big Dad Rich, he's a big mammoth of a, a man oh yeah full beard and a cowboy hat <laughs> and he's he's like the size of two people he's he just looks big yep he is yeah he's just a mountain cowboy pretty much yes that's how i would describe him, a mountain cowboy this track right here i love this track it's called turn it up Music. She started 
That is good old THC, Texas Hippie Coalition. I see what they did there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cool band. Yeah, if you wondered what Texas Hippie Coalition, a bunch of uh, metal dudes calling themselves Hippie Coalition. Yeah, it's because it's THC. Uh, great band. I that's I I can't say enough. I like it. I that album Peacemaker's fantastic. If you like that style of metal, fucking check that out. Turn it up's fantastic. Yeah, it's southern uh, groove tinged metal. Yep, absolutely. Uh, that's the show. If yep. you want to find us, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player FM, and SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining. You found us somewhere. You found you can find us anywhere. And you can also find these bands. They're on Instagram, at Raid Band, at City Saints underscore Stefan, at Cult Leader Music, at Hans Gruber and the Diehards, at Bastards, that's Bastards with an E-S, at Bastards underscore Punk. Bastardes, I think that's how Bastardes. <laughs> Bastardes? At DRI underscore Tour, at Author and Punisher, at THC Official, and at SLC Punkcast, Eric, where can we find you? I am on Instagram. I am at Scary Uncle underscore Eric97. I am also on Facebook, Eric U Norris. My band Anonymous is at Anonymous Band Official on Instagram and at Anonymous Band SLC on Facebook. We have a show coming up on Friday with. All Systems Fail, Violent Unrest, and Gag Order. All local bands. We had a touring band, well, a band that was coming from Reno, Nevada, called the Box Cutters, but we learned today that they won't be making it out for the show, which is unfortunate. Not sure why. Details have not come to my attention yet, so we'll probably figure that out. But still, come to the show. It's going to be a great time. A lot of great bands, a lot of great people, and just great music and and. Pretty good pizza. <laughs> if you're anywhere near Salt Lake City, come out to Wild Mushroom Pizza. Wild Pepper Pizza. Wild Pepper. Why do you say mushroom? There's a... Oh, man. There's something called the... The something mushroom in Sugar House. Okay. Maybe I'm confused <laughs> And they also that. serve pizza. I don't know why. Anyway, the Wild Pepper Pizza on State Street and what is that? Like 8 South? Uh, Ninth South. Ninth right South. Right across the street from the old Sears. Okay. Yeah. It used to be, uh, used to be an adult... Entertainment store. <laughs> okay. And for all of you people that are everywhere else around the world, not near Salt Lake City, we'll have to post some videos of Eric playing in his band so you can check that out. Yeah. You, there will be photos, though. Uh, like I said earlier, my friend Landon Hale, who also is running SaganSYouth.com, the website, he takes photos of live, uh, live bands, and he'd happily shoot any show if he can find the time. Excellent. So, yeah, and like I said, there is a, you can find my writing, and you can find his photos, and pretty much everything else on SaganZuth.com. Excellent. And there will be more content coming pretty soon. Fantastic. You can find the rest of these bands and all these bands on Facebook at Raid, that's R-A-D-E, Raid801, at Death Ridge Boys, at City Saints GBG, at Cult Leader Music, at, well, not at, but they are on Facebook, Benny's Forgotten Garden, at Hans Gruber and the Diehards, DRI is also on Facebook, at GBG Punks is where you can find Bastardis, at Author and Punisher, at Texas Hippie Coalition, at SLC Punkcast, Leo the Bulldog had to get in on the show, he's been (laughs) on the last couple, so I guess he had to, 
share his thoughts. Uh, but that's it. Yep. At the eleventh hour, he had to come in and bark. Oh shit! The show's almost ending. I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is. There's Leo's thoughts, and uh, until the next time. Play the fucking outro.